You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Rosvogel, your host and Team Performance Pro, and this is episode 302. And today I have a super fun guest. I know she's going to be high energy, lots of fun. Her name is Angela Gentile. She's the founder of the Sweat Remix Wellness brand, motivates you to start and sustain physical exercise, guides you towards greater self-awareness, and provides keeping it real life coaching with the Zen Rage Heal process. In her workouts, coaching, and free badass community, she and Sweat Remix provide folks with an intentional approach to movement and healing with sustainable results in 90 days. With an undergraduate degree in English from Fairfield University and a graduate degree in educational leadership from Western Governors University, she traded in her decades-long teaching career to launch a business helping folks change their body, mindset, and life through movement, meditation, and mental health coaching. If you've been stuck and feel ready to move and grow, this trailblazer creates opportunities for folks to live strong, authentic, and epic lives. Welcome, Angela. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited we get to sit down and do a little chit chat today. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. I have to just tell you. So I just, we just did an addition in our house and I added some office space and my old office is my new Zen meditation space. And I've been so excited about it. (laughs) I love that you, I love that you have like a whole space dedicated to just like the pause and the breath and the mindfulness. That's amazing. I got to get one of those in my house. (laughs) Well, and it was funny because I kept for the longest, I was like, what am I going to do with this space? What am I going to do with this space? And then all of a sudden it hit me, boom. And within a few days, thank you, Amazon, I immediately... (laughs) The space had was empty and repurposed almost immediately. So yeah, and I'm absolutely Perfect. loving it. Yes, yes. So it's, it's I'm gonna definitely... need a picture. I'm gonna need a okay. picture. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will do that. Well, and I just got some new awesome artwork that just added like the final couple little touches over the weekend. So yes. That's, that's so, so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. So yes, huge proponent. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about your work and the impact that you're making in the world. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I just, man, Sweat Remix has grown so much since pandemic and switching virtually was not something that I was, that was on my radar. But when it did, I, the, the things that have changed and shifted and grown with this brand have been pretty remarkable because I created Sweat Remix as a way to move through like just the parts of being human, the hard stuff that shows up, the shit that nobody talks about, like grief and loss and struggle and feeling misaligned and making choices that no longer work for you. And you're like, but I'm already here. I've already made this commitment, but I hate it. What do I do? And I started Sweat Remix when I lost my dad as a way for me to find a community because I couldn't fight and I couldn't feel what I was feeling at the same time. Like there were, I couldn't move and cry and rage. I was all things. It was schizophrenic. So I was like, I know I'm not the only one who's going through a major life moment and doesn't have a place to land. 
to be a hundred percent who they are. And I think just opening that door and giving people permission to be on the full spectrum of what it means to be human has been a game changer and is definitely changing the way that we approach fitness. Like what if fitness and movement wasn't a way to check out of our lives, but a way to check into ourselves about what we feel, what our body is telling us. And we're building a deeper connection within ourselves because that intuition knows. And that little gut instinct, that radar, the red flags, the bells are ringing that we don't always listen to. Like, what if we got to know that a little bit more through movement, through connection, through mindfulness, through like mental health practices and coaching, we would be unstoppable. And that's what we're doing. We're really just revolutionizing the way that we work out. I love it. I definitely need to hear more about this. I feel like too, we are such an instant gratification society, like come on. And so it makes us impatient with others, but Mm -hmm. also so impatient with ourselves. And I feel like sometimes when my clients need that, those moments, you know, it's too bad we have to do this, but I have to like give them a sense of purpose, even for the quiet times. And Mm so I'm like, picture a metamorphosis happening. Like you just need the quiet time. It's not nothing, which it isn't nothing, but also like how funny that we have to assign action to it. But tell me, I'm intrigued how you're combining um, movement with more self-awareness and check-ins and all that. Cause that's another thing that we don't do. How many times am I telling clients like literally set an alarm. So you check in with yourself and start the practice <laughs> of paying attention to your feelings instead of just yeah. pretending. So tell me yeah. how you're doing that. How you're combining oh. it. No, thank you. Well, first of all, I just want to say like everybody just slow down, man, just slow down because life gives you little taps, right? I'm in my forties and I spent most of my twenties ignoring all of those little signs of like, Hey girl, you don't think you want to do that. And then my thirties came and that's when life was like, we're just going to throw all kinds of bullshit at you. And that's when life started to get really hard. And then I wasn't paying attention, you know, and I've learned now to pay attention to those little moments where life is giving you a gift of struggle so that you can change course. And what my goal is that you don't have to have a major life meltdown or a life altering wreckage for you to build a little bit more connection. And what I do in class is a Zen rage heal process. And each class and each workout starts with grounding. It starts with just a sit still because wherever you came from for your day, maybe you just had a fight with your partner, your kids are just on your last nerve. Your boss said something, you had a conversation with someone that you have to let go of at work, your family, like just the gamut, the whole litany of stuff that's, that could possibly go on in your life that pisses you off. That's what we all bring into the space. So how can you move positively in a way to love, honor, and respect yourself when you're carrying the baggage of your day? So it's important to ground in and we spend every class with a few minutes of like mindfulness, of breathing, of checking in. What did you bring to the table? What's here in this space that doesn't serve you anymore? What are we going to use this movement today to release? So what if we started consciously tapping into the body of like, I feel so much tension in my heart. I'm heartbroken today. I'm going to use this workout to release some of that heartache or I'm not feeling as confident today. What if I use this workout to really channel and remind myself that I'm strong as hell. So there's an intentionality that we set at the beginning of class when we Zen. So think of it just like your foundational groundwork. And then it 
there's an incline, right? We're going up the roller coaster. There's an ascension throughout class and the workout gets a little harder. Your heart rate's pumping. You're being challenged more. So as you take on this challenge throughout class, like this is your opportunity to really get to that apex point when your body is released and you are fully present in the moment of letting go. And then once we've reached that crowning achievement in class with our rage, that's it, that rage it out, move your body, we get to heal and reflect. And that's the cool down and that's the grounding out. So we ground in and now we ground out. We close every class with a guided meditation as a way to check in with your body. How does that feel? What do I now need? Now that I've made space in my body and I've let this go and I've honored what I needed to release, what am I now welcoming? Because without that conscious awareness about what you're bringing into your life, you close the Zoom screen, you walk outside, and you are now bombarded with all the bullshit that brought you here in the first place. So unless you have that conscious awareness of what you are welcoming in, what boundaries you're setting, you will continually find yourself in a cycle rather than an elevated ascension in your life. So that, in a nutshell, is the Zen Rage Hill process, which we apply to all movement and even in the life coaching practices and portions of our brand, too. That's awesome. I love the kind of long-winded answer. No, <laughs> but I loved that description the whole time. I'm just shaking my head. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I love it. I love the combination because I feel like, well, one, what I loved is you're already, I already heard a mindset shift in the whole, the gift of the struggle. So that already is shifting the way we're looking at life's challenges that just happened to everyone. So I love that already. But then, yeah, the intention of what are you releasing? Because I feel like so often exercise, the mindset is, likely or often like I have to be here I have to be here or let me just get through or Mm -hmm. you know you might get into it and or maybe be mindless during the thing but I love that you're attaching the whole release into it because yeah yeah, we need that the emotions get stuck in your body if it's not working like if you're having a day I mean and this is what I'm saying I created this when I lost my dad I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I felt every day and it changed so infrequently. So like showing up at a class, I don't think crushing it and like, let's go. It's like on my radar for that day. So what could I do now that would best serve me? So every day and every moment is different. So as long as you're staying in alignment with what do I need to do? So it serves me, you know, that's the sauce right there. You know, that's the gift. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that combination. You were talking about how life taps you and I was thinking about, and then, you know, if you listen, then it kind of turns into a thump and then, you know, so then it's like a technical knockout before you're like, oh, (laughs) yes, that's what she was trying to tell me. You're like, I was 20 something. I was like, no, it'll be fine. And then I didn't pay attention. And then I was like, all right, girl, we're going to start up in the ante and still until you just get this lesson. You know, yes, I still remember I was individually coaching a member of a leadership team and we were zooming. So this is during the whole COVID world, but zooming a whole team meeting and I'm looking at my my individual coaching client who I knew was not a boundary setter and, and who I was constantly like, hey, just consider it a metamorphosis. She needs some downtime. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching her. She just looked terrible. She, it looked like her eyes were at half mast. I wasn't sure she was even staying focused at all. It looked like she might be falling asleep. So I sent her a private message. I'm like, what is up? And so like, right after I connected with her and I believe this was on a Thursday, I'm like, you need to punch out. You yeah. need, and like the force 
that I had like the oomph that I provided in that moment of the tough love of like, I can just see it in you through the zoom screen. Like I don't even need to be near you to yeah. know the energy you're throwing off and just talking her into, I'm like, you need the, you need to take tomorrow off and have at least this whole yeah. next weekend. Like don't even get out of your pajamas. Can you yeah. get a massage somehow? Da, 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 da. But anyway, thankfully she followed through, but like, oh my gosh, like to yeah. what level do we need to get before we're taking care of ourselves? Yeah. I think if I can just offer a little something here, I think we look at life in like balance, right? Like you have to do everything in one day. <laughs> and I, I think if we zoom out a little bit and look at our lives in a more broader sense of like seasons, what do you need right now in this season, in this moment? Cause you can't kill and plant and harvest all at the same time. This hustle culture of doing everything like this a hundred percent all the freaking time. I mean, we burn out. Nobody has the ability to stay on high alert, fight or flight all day long. Our central nervous system is not wired for that. So to look at life in terms of harmony of what do I need in this moment? What can I need? What do I need next week? You know, I think it allows just a little bit more grace for us to show up and be in what we feel and honor what we're feeling so we can best serve ourselves, you know? And how much energy, so I, I call it re setting realistic expectations again, like yeah. life circumstance. So I was a single mom for years and yeah. guess what? My expectations 100% had to shift because my life circumstance was different. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I could either beat myself up for the laundry. Hey, it was clean, but it was in the basket and maybe it was folded. Maybe it was not. I'm saying. Or I could just say, like, celebrate the distance I got on that and then focus on what was really important. Because if we let life dictate how we're spending our time and continue to beat ourselves up and like the beating up is like zapping our energy even more because we're using Absolutely. the energy of beat up and feeling the brunt of the beat up. <laughs> we're like on yeah. both <laughs> ends of the equation. But yeah, I literally... I have these two big poster boards, expectations and experiences. But anyway, and I talk mm. about like how we do life in the gap and our response in that gap, because how often do things go exactly as we want them to be? In the, <laughs> and especially in those big right. moments where life right. sends us the huge curveball, like you with your dad and me, I never planned on being a single mom, like those kinds of things, like, man, that's a marathon right there. And you have to be really intentional about what you're doing in that gap and creating expectations that are unrealistic for yourself so that you can then beat yourself up as not going to be the way to go right and then you become the com like the complicit in your own cycle you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you're the one creating these yeah for sure mm -hmm. yeah. awesome so i love again i'm i can't say it enough but i love the combination <gasps> that you're using here and you Thank talked you. about the experience with your dad but what else really motivated you to combine these things and yeah. and start this brand yeah i think that my dad was the catalyst for me to have a deeper conversation with myself for sure, because I was not happy in my life. I was not living the right life for me. I was checking the boxes and I was doing the things that everybody said I should do, right? Like I, I was a teacher. I had a great job. I had an awesome apartment. I was living in the heart of the city. I looked great. I was taking vacations. I went to grad school. Like I was like box check, box check, box check. And I was like, my soul hurts. I'm miserable. I'm crying all the time. I'm angry. I'm short fused. I don't really like nothing in my life is like really fulfilling me. So I think it was when my dad passed away, 
all of my emotions just sort of left my body like in a yard sale outside of myself. And I was like, okay, what am I putting back? What am I taking with me? What is actually mine? What, what was given to me as like some generational shit that I was like, I don't want to take with me anymore. But I, I really got honest about what was working, what wasn't working, what I wanted. And I felt like through loss and grief, if you can get up and survive that every day, if you can move through that consciously, that's brave as hell. And I was like, I can do this. I can do anything. If I am surviving this, yo, please place a challenge in front of me about quitting my job and not having money. I'll figure it out. And I did. And I honestly believe that I believed in myself. I, I bet on myself. And I said, I'm going to take a chance with this concept and this idea that I have that I'm running loosely as an illegal fitness class in my classroom, you know, cause that's sort of how it started. I was like, I'm unhappy. Let me do some fitness classes and talking about what, and I was giving the teachers like what I needed to hear. We were breathing, we were setting an intention, we were moving, we were raging, and then we were reflecting. And I was like, I think I'm on to something. And when my dad died, I was like, well, I'm going to take a chance on this. So it was through that loss and through my own, like, I was just miserable, through my own misery, I guess. And that loss, I was able to tap into my own confidence and bravery and say, you know what? I believe in what I'm doing wholeheartedly and I'm going to believe this with a resounding yes and I'm just going to jump and I will build a parachute on the way down or not. But I know that wherever I land, I will figure it out. So I think it was those experiences of being challenged emotionally through loss and through pain that I got, that really tapped into how brave and how bold I could be. Thank you for that story. And I do think that when we experience those life challenges, they can become that catalyst. I started my business about 20 years ago to over 20 years ago to get out of that abusive marriage. And so also what I love is like out of those challenging times, like really great good can come. So now we're going to take a quick moment to have you share a current challenge that stands in your way of making your bigger, bolder impact. So we're going to create some strategies on the fly right now. I'm going to do a little coaching with you. I know you coach, but like, hey, and also sometimes just hearing it, like we coach other people, but hearing it for ourselves. So I'm probably not going to tell you anything you don't know. But the good news is hopefully maybe I'll say something that will help you. But for sure, other listeners are going to be dealing with some of the same things and they're going to find value as well. So what? is a current challenge standing in your way right now? Ooh, this is, I love that we're having this conversation. Yes, I coach, but I am also receptive to coaching because I understand how powerful it can be. So let's go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I think the, the biggest struggle that I am fully aware of and embracing right now is just standing a hundred percent fully in who I am, what message I want to send and not being distracted by the insecurities and the imposter syndrome and old habits of I'm not good enough or that I should play small and tiptoe and tap dance and please everybody. Like those are real deep indoctrinated patterns that I've worked really hard to break from, but they're always there. So I think as I stand more fully in my business, it becomes more vulnerable and more challenging and I think just having just a hundred percent showing up and standing fully in who I am with conviction, with, without backing down. I think that that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm constantly working on. 
and as a as myself as Angela and as a business owner. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And you know this, but that amygdala, that lizard brain that has such mm. good intentions for us. Yep creates and it doesn't scream danger danger and one it thinks our life is in danger and so our internal response is kind of <laughs> similar to like oh you're about to walk off a cliff but yeah, also it doesn't yeah, no, yeah. Not. <laughs> but it doesn't scream danger it creates these excuses that feel like reasons right. that feel like facts that stop us and so part of that is just that intentionality of mm-hmm. you know saying like thank you so much uh, mine's named Gertrude. I like, oh, I think naming. mine's Becky. Okay. Becky. All right. I was going to say, so naming is good. Cause then the emote, it is a part of us. Again, it right. has good intentions, but it doesn't always fit in today's society. I think too. So we have our Gertrudes or our Beckys kind of seeing and win. Also, we have to be such good boundary setters with the yep. people around us. And some of them are very well intentioned, but they don't have our personal experiences or our vision. And sometimes it's their fears that they're wanting to speak into our lives and into what we're looking to do. Like they're afraid to step out. And so they certainly want to pull us off that same ledge. And I don't know why I'm feeling compelled to tell you this because you didn't even say anything about this, but like. I always encourage being very intentional about who you dub, give the title, the privilege of trusted advisor in your life, because very many, like so many people, again, are willing to just throw out. And sometimes it's just on a whim and it's not even necessarily based on knowledge or information or anything, but it's out of, again, their fear. But so being really intentional about who we give that privilege to that trusted advisor privilege and those people that really have the best of intentions, the knowledge, the abilities, and aren't going to let their fears step into how they're communicating with us. So being really intentional about that. And also we have to be, I was saying, we have to be such good boundary setters because if you're a people pleaser, you got people pushers around you and life will take up up all the minutes and before we know it and our minutes are our currency. And so we can say what we feel is important, but if our priorities aren't aligned with that, we're letting other people dictate our time. And so we have to be so intentional about what we're saying yes and no to. And so there are pieces of that when we're ready to move forward. The other thing is re-examining. And I don't know if you're in this place, but like how you're doing the work. So many people, when they're in growth mode, it's time to start building a team and adding people. Are there elements where it's time to start taking a look at what you need to delegate? And so some good places to start, if that's where you are, whether it's just starting to build a team or you already have the team and you need to add more motivation slash how to in this, but like start listing the things that you or others on the team are doing that really is not in their gifting, make those lists because that starts the process of what kind of person would be able to tackle all of these things. The second thing is what's not happening at all. That should be, that needs to go on the list as well. Cause there are always like things that would be really good in this next growth opportunity stage. And so then those things become, you know, take a look at that list and could these tasks live well within one human or do you maybe need one or two or three. And so those lists start to to create the tasks and those tasks will start telling you the kinds of people. And uh, you always have to pay attention to culture and their strengths. But the ultimate goal is to have everyone in their strengths who's on your team. And then as a leader, leading well, engaging them from their hearts, not just their heads and their legs and their arms, Mm -hmm. but attaching at their hearts and allowing them to shine by doing what they're put on this earth to do. Yeah. 
that was I'm, I'm like taking a million notes even though oh, good. I'm like I'm gonna take a million notes. <laughs> good any follow-up thoughts or questions around what I just said I took some guesses at where you might be with what you said I know I kind of like went off on some different tangents but no I definitely appreciate that I think it's the universe gives you exactly what you need because I was just revisiting some Brene Brown everybody's mm. friend right like yeah before. yeah and it was you know who's earned the right to have access to you that was the Oprah Super Soul Sunday conversation that I tapped into today like have you oh, earned awesome. the right to be here you know, that was, and I'm like, yeah, I got to recheck that. Cause there are some situations and some deals that I'm working on and some partnerships. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if this is right. Like the honoring of myself, like, how are they showing up? Does that work for me? So that's sort of on my radar as I continue Good. to elevate, I'm like, does this person have what I need them to have in order for me to partner with them. And, you know, right now I'm seeing the answer is no. <laughs> um, oh, good. I'm glad. Well, and the other thing around that is, is there like, so in those partnerships, so yes, one, are they bringing the same energy, the same commitment? Can we have a win-win opportunity? Cause yeah, the more successful you become, the more opportunities are going to come to you and the more intentional you need to be. And again, saying that yes yeah. and no appropriately. And it's all about, yeah, not letting someone else dictate and you're not doing that. Yeah. I have tos or shoulds or any of that or guilt, like feeling bad, like, Oh, you know, what if I say no? Yeah, And it's okay um, to leave money on the table if it's not aligned. It's okay. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Because remember your yeses are making you say no's to other things. And what if you're Absolutely. now saying no's to the right things and maybe it's the agreement that you're making or the conversations that you're having. And if you already aren't comfortable in negotiating or pushing back or tweaking some things that also is telling you something about the communication and that relationship as well, because for true partnerships, you have to have integrity. And so you have to feel comfort, like safe to be you in the conversations as well. Yeah. No, it's this is see the world, man. This is like, I'm like, this is what it means. True, I'm writing that down. True partnerships need integrity. Yes, they do. Yes, yes they do. Yes. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. And I mean, am I at the place right now to like, I'm building a team? Yeah. I mean, these are all infancy stages of this, but just being able to have like to have this in my mind right now is what's going to look like when I do hire the team. What do I need them to do? What am I looking for? Where are my gifts? Not <laughs> what am I doing where it's not my gift? I do not do accounting. Well, like I've outsourced that, you know, we yes. that. so yeah, just this thing is as I build this and grow, what am I going to need? What's that going to look like? And who would that person be? The part I forgot too is the motivating pieces. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I, f- I forgot the next pieces. Then you start to create the list of what would you do with the recaptured time. And that becomes the motivation because now you see like where you can be in your gifts or maybe it's about some extra rejuvenation time for you. So maybe you've gotten a little bit lost in this season, but like in the next season, as you build a team, because you also want to be intentional with that recapture time. Cause again, it can just kind of sift just away. Yeah, that's it. Just it's gone. Like it's September. What? Yes, but it's way more motivating if you're very clear on what you want to do with that extra time or you start to have that vision as well to move through the fear of building the team because there's uncertainty in all of that and selecting the right people and uh, will I be able to find them and then having to make enough to cover those expenses and da 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 da. But like, so if you kind of incorporate it into the whole vision of how you get to use your time, then it'll help motivate you to bust through that fear. 
I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. That's awesome. So I want to stop quickly because I haven't shared your links and I want to make sure that people can connect with you. Yeah. So if you want to connect for her amazing Zen Rage Heal, and I love that, you can find her, all of her information at sweatremix.com and then also Sweat Remix on Instagram and the Angela Gentile, Gentile. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter. So I just wanted to make sure. And all those links, of course, will be on today's show notes. And you can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com. Click on the podcast tab and go to episode 302. But so, Angela, as we close out this awesome conversation, and I feel like I don't want to say bye yet, but what words of wisdom do you have for others who are working to make their own impact in the world? Oh, man, take a breath and really get clear on what your magic is and what that purpose is calling you to do from the inside out and sort of what we talked about today, like surrounding yourself with people who can support and understand your vision. Because when you look at something more elevated and in a different way, maybe people around you don't see it because they couldn't see a vision for themselves. So continue to surround yourself with people who can support you and champion you and encourage your risk-taking and can, can encourage your badassery, but don't ever let that fire and that purpose that you feel inside of you fade. It's there for a reason. And I can't wait to see what y'all do with it. Woo. That was powerful. Yeah, like yes. <laughs> Bam. All right. Totally. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. Let the naysayers stay far away. You were put on this earth for a purpose. Our job, one of our number one jobs is to figure that out and go do the things that can feel uncomfortable. We're never promised that there won't be some discomfort, but man, there's so much fun on the journey to living out your purpose. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for the oh, work that you're you. doing. And it just really sounds like you're creating the space and the opportunity for people to be more of themselves and get rid of the stuff that stands in the way. So thank you for that. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah. And if you are an entrepreneur, leader, nonprofit starter and are struggling to build your own team or with clarity, et cetera, grab a spot on my calendar. It's super easy. Just go to myimpactacademy.com forward slash book call and you can grab 30 minutes. Another way to just quickly gain access to tons of content, tons of valuable information and strategies is to hop into My Impact Academy. You can find that by going to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join for immediate 24-7 access to audios, videos, PDF downloads on all kinds of amazing topics that you'll want to check out and you get two weeks free. So thanks for joining. Get out there, make your own bigger, bolder impact. The world is waiting. 